If you want to support any of the podcasts produced by Multiple World Productions, consider going to multipleworldproductions.com slash books, where you can pick up any of my released Kindle books, including the Operation Swan Song trilogy, Our Past Does Not Define Us, In the End, the Echo Omega series, and Sizzle Reel for just $2.99 each. Thank you. Good afternoon, and welcome to Beware of Spoilers. I am Adam. Um, so before we get into it real quick, um, so I, as you can tell by the fact that the episode hasn't uploaded, um, we were going to talk about The Flash this morning, but there was an audible that I called um, because of the breaking Star Wars news and lack of planning on my part. Um, I guess that's the best way to define what happened. Um, I knew that the that Star Wars celebration was this weekend, but I had simply forgotten to set aside time to record an episode talking about all the news out of Star Wars Celebration. So, I was like, alright, we gotta do that at some point. Um, but, like, the, you know, we didn't have a, a space in the schedule for it. So, I did it this morning um, on 30 Minute Reviews. If you're looking for a response to that, go over to 30 Minute Reviews. I did an episode this morning about 20 minutes long talking about all the big Star Wars announcements, all the cool shit they announced as part of, uh, you know, celebration over in London overnight. Um, if there's anything meaningful coming from the animated side of things, we will do another episode, um, tomorrow. Um, but for those of you who are looking for a review of The Flash, um, unfortunately, um, we do not have that until tomorrow. Uh, we're gonna do The Flash and we're gonna do probably Power back-to-back tomorrow in two episodes. But for right now, we're here to talk about, um, you know, paint. Uh, Before we get into that in full, um, go to multipleworldproductions.com slash sponsors to see a list of our sponsors, including DHgate. We're going to have a Brookstone link up there soon. We're going to have a link for the Dell outlet if you need a computer. Dell is going to be up there. Um, Gamefly, you get a free 30-day trial of Gamefly. These are just partner programs that we have with various people, and we're, we're highlighting Gamefly because Gamefly is giving a free 30-day trial for their fantastic service. You get to rent video games, old games, new games, doesn't matter. Um, if they have the game, you can rent it. You can try it before you buy it, so that way you're not sitting there spending, what's it called? Uh, you're not sitting there spending money on a game you, you're not entirely sure if you're going to like yet. Um, so it's, it's great. It's just all around very worthwhile service to have if you enjoy playing video games. Um, but that's not entirely why we're here today. We're here to talk about Paint, which is one of the multiple kind of race to the bottom movies we've had so far this year. Um, where it's like last week we talked about Spinning Gold, and Spinning Gold was awful. Just everything, it was an affront to the senses, it was an affront to anyone who likes a good movie. It's, it's not worth your time to watch. Paint is a similar situation. Um, Paint, I had a little bit more confidence in because you get Owen Wilson, you know, and he's good. And you get Wendy McClendon Covey, and she's really good. And, like, even, like, Chiara Renee, who, like, I, like, you know, you probably, if you know her from anywhere, it would likely be uh, from her time on uh, Legends of Tomorrow um, and briefly The Flash as, as Hawkgirl. But, you know, besides that, the show is basically this, um, you know, you know, it's got, it's got some good talent behind it, this movie. And I'm like, alright, so that could be good. 
It's like you didn't have... I, I would say the, the caliber of name here is slightly higher than the caliber of name in, in, in Spinning Gold. Where it's like side character on Legends of Tomorrow in a secondary role is just, you know, it's a little bit different from... And, and you have Owen Wilson in the lead and then compared to, if you look at, um, you know, side character on Supergirl in the lead of your movie. It's a very different situation. So, herein lies the biggest kind of thing with it. So, I went into this kind of cautiously optimistic, for lack of a better word. I went into this like, okay, this could be kind of cool. And it looks like it's like, all right, we're doing a, a riff on the Bob Ross type thing, and, you know, because that's interesting, and, and maybe we can do something, you know, interesting about that. And I think the issue is, number one, the fact that they go out of their way to make it look like Bob, make uh, Owen Wilson look like Bob Ross... Is part of the problem. Inherently, it's like we're going to bring to this, like it's kind of a way to cheat in a way, and be like, okay, so we need to get you, the viewer, on board with everything you need to know about this character. So if we make him look like Bob Ross, you will bring to it the, you know, the 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 information that of who this guy is and what his act is. You don't have to sit here, we have to sit here and show you. That's problem number one. Problem number two is that this movie's like three movies in one, or at least two movies in one, if not three. Because, and, and there is, and I've said this before, I'm gonna get t-shirts made, tonal whiplash. I don't think I've seen anyone else really use that phrase. I'm gonna say I coined it. I probably didn't. Someone else probably said it first. I'm not that bright. But it, it is... This tonal whiplash that occurs all through the movie, where it's like, is it meant to be a comedy? Is it meant to be making fun of, you know, the 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 fandom around this PBS painter? Or is it meant to be this thing where it's like, oh, you know, this is a very serious look at his mortality? Or is it meant to be a movie about this guy who is dealing with aging? Because those are two different things. You, the mortality and legacy versus mortality and, and and aging are two different things that tend to dovetail, but the way this movie portrays them, it's two very different conflicts, where it's like him having to deal with the fact that there's another person coming up who's doing the same act he is that was inspired by him and is now doing what he does better is one thing. And then to have that be one plot, and then to have it be a separate plot where it's like, okay, but I want to paint, and I want to be remembered beyond just this show. I, I Like, his issue with being, it's a very, you know, what's it called kind of approach. It's a very, um, uh, what was going on here? Uh, M. Night, not M. Night Shyamalan, oh my god. Not the right person at all. It's a very, um, um, Lin-Manuel Miranda approach. To, to storytelling, where it is this question, you know, who lives, who dies, who tells your story, you know, it is, what is my legacy when I'm dead? What is my legacy going to be? And, and, and when I'm gone and no longer on TV, what will my legacy be? And that, it is a worthwhile question to explore. I, I'm interested in, see how, in seeing them explore that fundamental question. The problem is, the way they go about exploring that question is not interesting because they don't ever actually grapple with it and they don't grapple with the other issue of him being replaced and they don't grapple with you know it just being a straight you know kind of you know what's this network gonna do to be able to survive like none of these things really get the the forefront where it's like okay this is what this movie's about you can't point to it 
and be like, it's definitely about any one of these themes, because all three of the themes are kind of competing for screen time in a movie that's an hour and a half long. Could have been longer, so you have room to do a longer movie. And also, you have the space to be like, okay, so we need to do, you know, additional stuff. Like, if we need to do more, um, what's it called? If we need to do more, um, what's wrong with here? Fuck, uh, um, so if we need to do more in terms of, um, expanding out characters or, or giving a, a greater narrative flow, you have room for that. There, there's space in the plot for that and there's space in the runtime. Like, especially when we get toward the end of the movie and you're just killing, you know, you're just killing screen time with, like, this ridiculously long bit with this TV very slowly coming up. And that's the other thing, too. Can we just take a minute to address this issue? When the fuck is this movie supposed to take place? Because it's, like, I, it is incredibly unclear. And I'm, like... Because, like, they, they go out of their way to make it look older all the time. But it's, like, also she's calling an Uber, and it's meant to be, like, now. I'm not 100% certain when the movie's supposed to take place. And it's, like, it's a very kind of Wes Anderson Kyle st kind of stylization, but not done well at all. Um, and then it's, like, the, the whole, like, the whole, like, you know, thing with her coming in and encroaching on his territory. It has... The movie doesn't set up up until that point, like, oh, hey, by the way, ratings are really down. It's not, we, like, there's a lot of, like, exposition after the fact where it's like, oh, and, and ratings are down, so we need to do this. Oh, and, and the network is in trouble. Like, that's not set up before Ambrosia comes in. So then Ambrosia comes in, and all of a sudden she's everywhere, and I'm like, has it been, like, three episodes of this show? Because that's what it seems like. Like, it seems like that's what, you know... Like, it, like, they were setting this up where it's like, oh, it's been, like, one, two, three... Like, like if it was a week between beginning to end of that, it, it would be a lot of time, the way it's kind of displayed in the, in the movie. It's not really displayed as, oh, there's a substantial amount of time going between... Inter interacting between the characters, which is kind of a problem. And it, 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 it creates this issue where the movie doesn't quite flow right in that regard, where it's like, why, why are we doing this? Like... Why are we sitting here with, you know, like, why are these characters feeling this way? Why, like, why are they reacting like, like this to each other? And then it's like the whole thing with, like, the, the relationship at the core of the movie that I, I guess would be the main kind of thrust of things with, uh, with, uh, Carl, who is Owen Wilson's Bob Ross-like character. And I forgot her name, the other one, um, the girl that he was, Cynthia, maybe? I don't know. But, like... Between those two characters, there is, you know, like, he cheats on her, and it's like, that's portrayed that way. And then it's like, the way that story's told, it's like, we have no reason to believe that she cheated on him first. And then the movie doubles down on that, and it's like, oh no, she cheated on him first. And it's like, well, I don't think we really need that. And it's like, uh, you, you, the only reason you do need that is when you get to the end of the movie. But because the movie isn't taking a, a, like, a concrete approach to what's happening, you don't know what it means or, or what's going on. It's like, well, why, why is, you know, why do we need to sit here and have it exposited that, yes, in fact, she did cheat on him first? Because it's like, what does it matter? Because both of them have moved on. And, and at that point in the movie when they're showing that, it's like, well, neither of them are in a situation where they, they want to move on. 
and, and it's like, and don't even get me started on the whole faking the death nonsense at the end of the movie where it's like, he doesn't fake his death on purpose, he gets high and they, they burn stuff down and they get burned down. And like, well, we found his hair there. It's like, oh, bullshit. You don't find a corpse, but you find out locks of his hair. And it's like, oh, well, he obviously burned to death here. Fuck off. Like, what the fuck? The, the whole movie is just nonsense. It's just the, the only reason it's not worse, it's not the worst movie of the year, is because Marlowe was so bad and, and because Spinning Gold was so bad. But it is definitely bottom three of the year. And, and that's not even me trying to be mean. Like, what the fuck? Like, it's just one of those things where like, I'm sitting there and I'm watching it, and it just, as it goes on, I'm just more and more baffled. And the thing is, too, it's like, it's not even like the jokes are really landing, because it does try to intersperse some humor throughout the plot to be like, okay, so there are some comedic aspects, but they never really land or, or, or become kind of, like, funny enough where it's like, okay, I can at least buy that. Like, very obviously someone was trying to do a Wes, Wes Anderson-like, and it didn't work. And that's kind of where this movie kind of falls for me, where it's like, well, why are we bothering with this? Why are we, you know, why is this where, like, what this movie's going to be? Like, I, I guess don't understand it, um, having watched the movie now. Um, and, and, and it's like, the thing is, too, they do establishing shots a lot. There are a lot of establishing shots in this movie, and a few times there's no motion and I'm like they just picked uh, a JPEG and threw it up there and hoped no one would notice like there's there's it's like this is just a static image of this it's not even like like and 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 if you've heard the show you've heard me rail against the drone shot the why are we using drones for everything if you don't have to use a drone you shouldn't a drone should be used sparingly you know that you, you've heard the rant. I'm not gonna go on the rant again. But it, I mean, come the fuck on. Like, if you're gonna shoot an establishing shot of the outside of something, like fucking dispatch someone with a fucking GoPro and be like, hey, you know, go shoot this. Like, what the fuck? Um, it, it's just kind of baffling to me from beginning to end that this movie got made and and was released as widely as it was. Like. Like, that's the thing, is that you see, like, you'll see bad movies that get these really, really wide releases, and the thing is, too, it's like, at, at, at a certain point, you're like, well, why is it that this, you know, like, oh, they think he's sexist, and I'm like, I haven't seen anything in this movie to imply that he's sexist, like, and the thing is, too, is like, they keep trying to show, like, the town of Bur uh, of Burlington, because it takes place in Burlington, Vermont, like, and it's, it's such a, a, a thing that's, like, it is so painfully obvious when you're trying to do this to add depth to your movie that when you fail, it becomes so much more obvious what you're trying to do. It's like, there's a, there's a bit on Family Guy where, where, Ryan, where Brian's writing his book, and he's like, I'm going to name this guy Norm Hal, because that's normal, but that's, just, that's not just for people now. That's for scholars 200 years from now. And it's like, that's kind of what this feels like, where it's like, oh, you're meant to see that as, oh, and here's everyone responding. But it's not interspersed enough throughout the movie for it to matter. And it also doesn't have any bearing on the plot, how they react to, to, um, to what's it called? To, uh, to his, you know, continued employment or lack thereof. Like, at a certain point, it's like, well, who cares? Why does it matter? Why would it matter what he's doing in terms of, um, like you know, how everyone else thinks of him. And they're not doing a great job of really illustrating 
any difference from beginning to end of the movie. And the whole thing with Mount Rainier, and his, uh, not Mount Rainier, Mount whatever it is, Mount Mount something, whatever the tallest mountain is in Vermont, and it's like him, you know, and, and the movie has such a great organic ending point that's kind of set up, but they don't do it, where it's like the organic ending point is he, he has this issue with his legacy and he wants to be in the in the Burlington Museum because he wants his city to recognize him you know, and, and to have the art community of his city recognize him as an artist and not just be a TV clown. And that is an interesting movie if you have him grapple with that. And then he does finally go to the museum and he goes there and he, you know, and he talks to the, the person who's running it and the person who's running it is, and it's like, and it's like his whole thing up until the point is, oh, I never asked. I was too afraid to be told no that I never asked. And it's like, well, he goes and asks. And it's like, if they said to him, like, yeah, of course you can be in, that's an organic ending to the movie. Like, and it is validation of all that he's done. Like, there are so many little things. And then even if they say no, like, which they end up doing, it's like, oh, no, you're not going to do that. Like, if he goes and paints that final painting on TV, which I don't know how the fuck he convinced um, Ambrosia to, to give him the time slot for the day, but whatever, he did. Um, and it's like... He goes and he paints the, you know, he paint he paints the thing on 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 air, and watches it, and it's like if that's the one that gets in, because it's like now you now you've painted something that means something to you, it's like okay, that makes sense, and like even the idea if they committed to it, this idea of him getting into this rut about you know painting this mountain over and over and over again, because he read an interview once twenty years ago. And he's like, no, I'm going to get in by painting this mountain. And I'm going to keep painting it every day until he notices. Like, that's, again, a powerful motivation. But it just nothing ever lines up. We don't find out about that motivation until just after the midpoint of the movie. And at which point I'm like, I don't give a shit about any of this anymore. You've lost me at this point. Like, there, there's so much that, like, this is very much a director trying to prove that they can do the kind of flares you see from, from the auteurs. And failing completely at every step of the way. Where it's like, he's trying to do the non-sequential storytelling. He's trying to do the, the, um, the view of, you know, like, what's the looking for here? Like, the, the, uh, fuck, what was it? The, uh, the, like, the, the artistic, like, almost like French New Wave kind of thing. Um, like, the highly stylized look and feel. He's, he's trying to do all of this, this guy. Or, or, or I think there's Brit, maybe it's a woman. But, either way, it's like, they're trying to do this to the best of their ability. It's just none of it's landing. Because again, we're getting back to the Marlowe situation. Marlowe didn't work because it's someone trying to do a, a, uh, an homage to a noir without understanding what made noir work. This is a little bit different because I think that the, the director and writer understand what make these moments work. They're just terribly executed. And I think even if you look back toward the script stage... I don't think there's an iteration of this script where they do work, but the what, but with things like this, where it's like what you're playing with here, I think to an extent you can have it in the script, but until you get it like on camera and recorded, it's a lot harder to tell if it's going to actually work or not. And then at that point, you're already committed. So it's a weird situation. It's a it's a very weird situation all around. Um, but that said, I would be very interested to see, you know. Why did I say that? I'm not interested to see. I, I don't want to see anything more. Like, 
I think that this movie could have been good. There again, this is another one where there is a a underlying story here that's really good. It's like uh, I'll go back to Longshot, the uh, the mode in in Madden. Um, what was it? Madden 19, Madden 20? No, Madden 17 or 18. It was the the story mode called Longshot, where you play as this you know this this you know college football player who wants to make the major leagues or he wants to play the NFL and he's just not good enough. Luckily, <clears throat> the NFL is doing this reality show where he can use that opportunity to end up on TV, uh, on TV and then possibly get drafted by a team. And it's like, okay, this is cool. But there are a lot of things in play here. All of them are kind of being done, none of them being done properly. And you end up with the story where it's like, well, any one of them would have made for a good narrative in a game, or in this case, it would have made for a good movie, but none of them actually work because none of them commit. So because you're not committing to any one of them, you're shortchanging all of them. And that's where this movie kind of falls in for me. Um, and then for the dumb credits joke with Banksy, and I was like, oh, fuck off. Like, I just had to, I had to just, you know, like, I, I left. I was like, fuck it, I'm done. I'm not sitting through this. Um, and like, was the entire movie just to get to the Banksy joke? Like, is that the entire thing? Which, again, I, I don't know when this movie's supposed to take place. Like, the, the, like, we're back to that problem. When is the movie supposed to take place? He's sitting there asking for a VCR and, like, can we get cable and can I have a VCR if I'm sitting up here while, because I'm presumed dead. It's like, okay, like, what the fuck? What is this, what is this movie even supposed to be? I'm not sure. But we'll wrap up there for today. So, like I said, tomorrow we'll have The Flash and we will have um, probably The Power, um, if I'm being honest. Because that's probably the show I'm most likely to go in and watch. And then uh, we will also have a discussion of... Uh, what was it? We also have maybe 1001, the, uh, the new Tiana Taylor, uh, Taylor movie. Um, I'm up in the air about seeing that because I'd have to pay out of pocket. But we'll see. And then um, I feel like there was another movie. Um, I think we're going to delay Mafia. I think we're going to pull Mafia Mama because I have something to do Tuesday night. Um, but we're gonna, we do have Renfield next week. Renfield and there's another movie, um, Suzumi, we're going to do as well, definitely. Um, but again, everything's still up in flux. I only have two tickets available. Um, and also next weekend I have a birthday to deal with, uh, which is the wrong way to put it on a podcast. But I have it's someone's birthday and I have my time is... Uh, occupied for a lot of the weekend, so we'll figure it out, uh, and as always, the updates will be on the calendar, go to Multiple World Productions slash calendar, and you can see everything we're doing there, if you go, again, multipleworldproductions.com slash sponsors, you can see all of our sponsors, and you can buy stuff from them, and, uh, and all that kind of cool stuff, um, but, again, we'll wrap up there for today, so until our next episode, which will be tomorrow, have a great rest of your week. This podcast is a production of Multiple World Productions. For more details about all the other things happening on all three podcasts, check out multipleworldproductions.com.